you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Melissa. I am not with Dane this week, so I'll have to forego the belly laughs, but I am with one of our very fine certified practitioners from Massachusetts, Kelly Dukarski. Kelly, thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. So Massachusetts, where in Massachusetts is your practice? It's in West Newberry, Massachusetts. It's nice. a tiny little coastal town um, north of Boston, almost to the New Hampshire border. Sounds like a fun place to visit, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So one of the things that I always help people understand when they listen to these interviews is that Sometimes you're fortunate to have a gestaltist right in your geographic area, and other times you connect with one through the podcast and you realize, huh, I would love to go to Boston, a little coastal town just north of Boston. That just sounds <laughs> awesome. And so that's part of what we provide as a way for people to go. And one of the things I have found that clients have benefited from in my work is flying in to meet me. Uh, say they fly in in the morning, they do a session in the afternoon, and then they have a nice, you know, evening and spend some time journaling and thinking about what we addressed. Then another session in the morning, a big block in the day of free time, and then one more session in the afternoon, and they fly out. Or they go hang out in Boston, which has one of the best children's museums I've ever seen in my life, by the way. <laughs> But, you know, I think that that's something for people to understand is this is not long-term talk therapy. This is get in there, get your stuff out, and then you can move and and come back a year later or come back six months or go to one of your retreats or that type of thing. You were saying to me there aren't a lot of gestaltists that you're aware of up <laughs> in your area. Is that right? That's correct. I think we're pretty spread out. I know that Vermont and New York and then south of me, but really in Massachusetts, in this area, there's there's not. And so I find that people do travel. I've had people from New York yeah, and Connecticut yeah. and Rhode Island travel in. Absolutely. It's worth it. It's worth it, especially to a cute, quaint Massachusetts <laughs> coastal town. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> that just sounds too, too yeah. fun. Fun in itself. <laughs> absolutely great. I did some of my early training when I was back a million years ago as a student of Gestalt in Cape Cod. Nice. So that's my association with that area. Nice. And yeah, Joseph Zinker and Sonia Nevis practiced a part of the year in Cape Cod. So I got to really go see how when you use the word quaint, it's true. Yeah. Just pers a lot of personality and really getting to know everything. So if people want to find you, I want to make sure that I say several times, your website is a wild omen, O-M-E-N.com. Where's the name come from? Hmm. Um, wow. Oh, you got me on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> well, for me, it ties into my connection with nature. I think that's where it starts for me. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the work that I do really blends gestalt and nature all together. Omen really symbolizes 
you know, it's a sign or a signal, something that draws your attention to it mm-hmm. and has you look for a deeper meaning or mm-hmm. search for the meaning. And so I, I really loved that. Love and that. it just spoke to me. Um, wild kind of goes along with, well, <laughs> it, just, it goes it along with who you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I think of you, I think of somebody who is at peace and one with nature. Of course, that's part of your background and we can talk a little bit about that, but you, you, you know, have a professional background working in uh, gardens and design and all of that, but in nature. And then I think of somebody that's saying, hey, pay attention. That's who you are. Pay attention to the deeper insight in life and do it through kind of a, a wild woman. So I love yeah. it. I love yeah. the name. That's nice. great. Thank you. That's great. Nice. That's terrific. So let's just chat a little bit about your background professionally. So you've been in your local area now for many years. They've come to know you for a certain business that you own there. So say a little bit about that. So I've been a garden designer for 23 years. I have a background in horticulture. And because of the area that I live in, which is a bit of a niche, we have, there's a lot of old gardens, old estates, and I was really drawn to the, I guess, refurbishing them, regenerating these old gardens. The garden design component to that really had me in this area, working with the land, reclaiming the land, and I had a real connection to that. It just spoke to me. I learned a lot in the field. And when I, when I think about it now, it gave me the opportunity to be out there in nature all day long. And it also gave me an opportunity to expose my clients mm-hmm. to a different way of seeing that than they ever had before right outside their door. Which is what you're doing with this work yep. is just like putting on a different hat. So you've done it rewilding and redesigning the earth and all that it has to offer. And it's a little bit how you're approaching your clients, kind of helping them rewild and redo themselves, replant new seeds and come back to life themselves as well. So it's a perfect metaphor for how you conduct your business. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, It was kind of, it felt really natural and I was at ease with it when I did decide to start my Gestalt practice. It felt like the next layer of it to pull it together. Absolutely. And as I've always, you know, I'm a lifelong horsewoman. I've always had horses in my life Mm -hmm. and the magic that they brought to me was something when I would come home from gardening, doing that job, I got to come home to horses. So yeah. it was a win-win. <laughs> right, exactly. It was a win-win. Exactly. Yeah. And I love your place there. You sent me some photos of how when you were certified by us and started your practice, how you were looking at how could I create something inviting and peaceful and restful for my clients to be in with my horses. And you sent me some photos. I don't know if they're on your website yet, but of this absolutely adorable, very Massachusetts-y. Um, <laughs> you know, the word shed doesn't work. It's this incredible little uh-huh. inviting enclosure that's right there with the horses. But 
I, when I saw those photos, I just want to sit there. I just want to be in there and smell the candle and be in the, it's just an incredible environment. So gosh, you with your good eye for design have made this place. So for our listeners, if you get an appointment with Kelly, part of the experience is sitting in that room she created. It's really, really sweet. Very, very sweet for sure. You bet. Thank you. I couldn't tell from the photos. Uh, you have groups that you do. Do you do them there at your property with your horses? I do. I started, I came up with the idea because the weather had been so temperamental in our area. And last year we had a drought and it was very, very hot. And this year we've got nothing but rain, right? <laughs> and so to have, no. to have people outside with us um, or to plan on that started becoming, um, it, it wasn't Big always predictable. Yeah. 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 And I don't have an indoor arena and I don't, you know, those are things that aren't really possible on my property. So I thought outside of the box and I came up with this idea to do this post and beam building that has doors that open up all sides. So it's like an open air building in the summertime, you know, you can Mm -hmm. open these doors and then they open to the pasture and they open to the horse's stalls right there. The horses can come up to the building, stick their head in. So very adaptable for weather. So like if it's a rainy, cold day, you can close it in and it's cozy. If it's an open air day, you can open it up. So it was brilliant. I was not surprised (laughs) when I saw it, but it's brilliant. I knew you would come up with something Truly brilliant. (laughs) The women that come to the groups, they do love it and they feel at home and really comfortable there. And yeah, yeah, I think it's that inviting space for them to be. You bet. And your biggest problem will be when I had in Flagstaff, when I had my big, beautiful yurt and it was so cozy and there's a fire. And I mean, it was just the best environment in the world. And Flagstaff sat in the pines. It was getting them to leave. Yeah. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm done. I'm ready to go to bed. And they're still there because it's just so wonderful. I didn't want to boot the boot them out. They do. They stay longer. My groups end up running at least. Yeah, they have. They they go later and later. Right. Right. Mine eventually, because the year it was separate, of course, from my home, I would say, you guys stay up and girl chat as late as you want. Good night. And I just would go to bed in my house. Yeah. And they'd be out there for a long time having their connection time. I think that's great. Now, you're doing your group sessions a little differently, too, in that you reflect on the seasons. So talk about how how you designed your group time. So it is still very much equine gestalt, but I like to introduce them to the opportunity of a ritual, like a seasonal ritual. And I weave in self-care practices into the shot work. And those are all about herbal medicine, meaning, you know, plant medicine. And the idea with that is that it could be something as simple as a flower essence, or they could be um, flowers and bath salts or something to get people to continue to be in the present moment long after they've left me and to reflect on these things. And it's just, to recognize they can make a cinnamon tea right. at home and associate it to, oh, my winter yeah. group with Kelly and my friends there. And now when I make this tea, I feel them. You know, I feel I'm there. That's beautiful. It gets people to practice being present 
and self-care. It gets them not just when they're with me, but to adapt it as a way of life. That's the goal, I think, is that to get them to continue to do this. And the groups are a beautiful place for connection. So women still come Mm -hmm. to these for that, that healing value, the connection. Mm -hmm. And most had never thought about self-care in that way before. Right. Right. And just having, having truly a sacred community is self-care to have people in a group that when you walk in, they say, Oh, hi, Susie, glad you're here this week. And they care and they Mm -hmm. listen to you. And whether Susie says, I've had a great week or I've had a terrible (laughs) week, she's heard, you know, she's got a chance to take the deep breath and sit down and really be present to her own life. And, and I, I know a lot of people that are fairly good at being present Mm -hmm. for others, especially women. We're pretty good at dialing in to spouses and kids and employees and employers and all of that stuff. But to actually be present for yourself is a missing aspect. And that's what I think your groups probably really provide is people to discover themselves, but also to be present with themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so we tune into the season by tuning into nature and what it's asking us to do in winter, right? Like as an example, it asks us to go really deeply inward. And so the group is focused around that, how we do that. In spring, it's about that bursting open and all that, you know, life and excitement. Planting those seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Where, what am I going to clear out and clean out and burst forth with? Yeah. I love that. I love that. The seasons have so much symbology and just so much that go with them. You can, you can moan about the weather in each one, or you can be present, (laughs) Right. right. And be present to each one. And I love that you're a person as I am that notices, Hey, last year we were in drought this year, we're in drench, right? We are too on our ranch. We've been very fortunate this year. We were in drought for many years and all of a sudden the rains returned and it's just been really beautiful. And I drink in every second of that, of seeing the horses on belly high grass and just really enjoying it. The horses that you have on your property now are whom? Who are the ponies you have there? There's four here and one around the corner. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Avery is um, my heart horse. He's not a horse that I do gestalt with. He's really my guy. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's important to me too. I think I need that. It's kind of sacred to me, yep. our connection. And yep. so I save them all for myself. So he's a, yeah, he's a big Hanoverian gelding that's 23 this year. I have a Pertron Frisian cross, Knight, who's, you know, 17 too, big guy who really thinks he's a tiny little mouse. So he's kind of interesting. <laughs> to work yeah. with. Um, I have Safari, who's a mare and she's a halflinger mare. And then I um, have Wilder, who is my Nakota wild horse that I do majority of my sessions with. He's magic. The Nakota, the Nakota, I've worked with every breed doing this work over a million years. The Nakota are really fascinating. They have such, I'm going to say it this way, they have the wisdom of the ages. They go back in their own personal wisdom 
way beyond like centuries mm-hmm. back and bring that forth. And when they express themselves, I think it's something people never forget. So the Nakotas that I've been around have been not always the easiest horses to traditionally train. I will say that, but more their gift is this work because they have so much to tell, you know, the client. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad you're working with a Nakota. It brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I think about the sessions that we've done because they're so powerful and I'm in awe of him and yeah. I feel like he takes over this. He just takes over the session and goes with it. Right. And it's, he's like, are you done, yeah. Kelly? Could you get out of the way, get out of my office so I can do my work? <laughs> it's really, it's so beautiful. Every breed brings something unique and special, you know, to the work, just as they do to everything that they do in the horse world. The halflingers, I've had incredible sessions with halflingers that at least the halflingers that I've worked with have been full of grace and really humble and do incredible space holding for that energy that people have, much like a gypsy vanner does. It's a great with that. I will say, if I could uh-huh. add about her, the things that I picked up about my horses are, you know, Knight thinks he's a tiny little <laughs> mouse, but he teaches people about space and relationships. Yes. Wilder is just like, that's like blood memory. He teaches there's mm-hmm. no lesson that, you know, like he, he has it no. all covered. Safari, no. my mare, I found her to be so beautiful with grief. Like the yeah. loss of a child. I mean, like that, she's my halflinger. And grief is her calling and she'll bang on the barn door to get out to say, no, that's my client out there. That's right. That's my client. Yeah. Or you just yeah. moved into my area, yeah. you know, of expertise. Yeah, absolutely. They are much like a gypsy. They just hold Ugh. space in that giant heart. And yeah, absolutely. really beautiful, beautiful work. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs, giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business, hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. Now, I think that you told me you're doing a retreat, Ranchlands retreat, and you have one spot left at the time of this recording. So I don't know when this is going to air. So it may already be full. I don't want to disappoint anybody, but you'll do another one too. But Ranchlands retreat, this one that you're talking about today, when is that and where is that and what is that? So Ranchlands is an annual retreat that I do. I hold it in October because the cottonwoods are going off in October. And I just love that golden hue to everything. Um, Ranchlands is located in Moscow, Colorado. And it's in the valley of the Santa Cristo mountain range. That's the whole backdrop. The great sand dunes are there. 
And it's home to these beautiful meadowlands too, where the buffalo uh, roam on this at, at the Ranchland site. And so Ranchlands is owned by the Nature Conservancy, which you know speaks to my heart as well. Yes. <laughs> so it was really important for me to tie this together, not only as a gestalt piece, not only as an herbal piece with you know the self care practices, but also an observation of land and deep connection to land. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Yeah, beautiful. that's why it's there. And um, it's really lovely. We do all the things. We do gestalt. We do herbalism. We ride horses through all these amazing places. We ride out with 300 buffalo. We do. I mean, How it's running country. And there's smiles on everyone's great. faces. And it's just, it's really lovely. It's lovely. They leave with their hearts lighter and everything else. So you've got one spot right now left. And it sounds like that's something you'll probably repeat in maybe 2024. Is that your intention? That's my intention. Yeah. Yeah. So if this yep. one's full, people could still get onto it. And these retreats that all of my graduates do these retreats, they fill early. I'm talking a year in advance. So do not hesitate. Put your name in. And I also want to say, and that one's in Colorado, I also want to say that you know, you do not have to have a friend go with you. It's actually wonderful personal growth to sign up for one of these retreats and go by yourself. And that's even something that a lot of women don't do. They don't choose something that is totally for them and, and stretch themselves and have the courage to say, I don't know these people, but I could get a feeling about what this was. I want to be there and I want to stretch myself traveling and getting there and being there on my own. I think that in and of itself is so healing for people to do, you know, to go through that. I love that you're saying this. It's so important. It's so perfect. So many women call me and say, well, I'm going to try and get a friend to go. And then they might back mm -hmm. out because the friend doesn't go. And I encourage them, come. Because the oh my community gosh, yes. of women and yeah. how empowered you will feel by getting on that plane or getting in that car and going yourself and having that connection. I mean, there's not. I love that. And I do too. I can also connect you with people. Once they go to that retreat, they're already. Oh, yeah. They're sisters, right? Yeah. 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 We know that. We know that. It's getting them to go in the first place. But honestly, I, I mean, you think about it and you might have somebody holding your hand in childbirth, but you did that on your own. Or you might have been scared your first day of your first college class, but you did that on your own. There's many things that we eventually have to kind of shove ourselves into. You don't go into a job and go, well, I want you to hire me, but also my best friend. You know, we have times in life that we need to show up on our own. And this is one that can be so, you use the right word, empowering, so it's beautifully so empowering yeah. to say, I'm choosing this for myself. I'm doing this for myself. I'm going. Am I nervous to go by myself? Yeah, sure. You are until you meet everybody. But when you do, you realize, wow, what a gift I just gave myself. So I, I'm over the moon for people doing that. I could not agree. Well, more. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. You spoke on our national stage last year at our annual meeting called Summit. You were being honored graduate of the year (laughs) because you had some remarkable beginnings to your business, well-earned and well-deserved, did a great job. And during that speech, you talked about something called the five steps. So are they brief enough that we could give those five steps out to my listeners of the podcast? That'd be great. Sure. They were once considered like a New Year's resolution for me, but I don't do New Year's resolutions. I just, I picked something that resonated with me, a way that could keep me present and in the moment and honoring my own life. And so I offer them to my clients as well. And I called it five steps to glorious outcomes. (laughs) Glorious outcomes. I love it. (laughs) A big one, right? Yeah. What's the first one? Breathe in the sunrise. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's just really about waking up in the morning and noticing, being present, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the beginning, you bet. The next one was find magic in a pause. That's uh, <laughs> that pause word that most people need to pay attention to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That it's okay to put yourself on hold and stop and breathe in and truly pause. Yeah. That's beautiful. Third one is to trust my heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's a big one, right? Get out of your head. Yeah. Stay in your heart. Yeah. And follow that. Mm -hmm. And listen. Yeah. Listen to your heart. You bet. Fourth was to walk instead of run, which I love this one. Why are we always in a hurry, right? I meet so many women, especially business women, and they're in a hurry, hurry, hurry all the time. I got to pick up the kids and do this and do that and do. No, you don't. You can breathe and you can walk and you can take in the magic. Take it all in. Present. Yeah, Yeah, take it all in. It's it's not a rehearsal. This is our life. That's absolutely right. I think people forget that, right? They forget. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, walk instead of run. Beautiful. Then the last one. And I really, this, this is a big one, but tend to my fire, right? Ah, Tend to your fire. Nice. Nice. And I think as women, this is the big one. This is the one that we often leave behind. We tend to everyone else's fire, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure everybody else is fed and everything else is okay. And keep But tend to my own fire. Right. What lights you up? What gives you, you know, total happiness? What is it, you know, that that fuels you and keeps you going creatively or or whatever it is? What is that for you? And you know, I I have said many times in training, but for me, one of the things that horses have convinced me of in my lifetime with them is that they want us to live in joy, to find our joy and to be there, to live in that joy. So I love the way that you say this, you know, to find your fire and feed it and tend it and take care of it and keep it alive. So an awful lot of women that I work with that are midlife and not because of menopause, but around that age range, it's different for every woman, but not so much because of menopause, but because it's that time in our life when usually a few things are slowing down and some things are changing and all of that. And they've, they'll express it that they've lost their joy or they lost their mojo or they lost 
what used to spark them. Like for you, the gardening and being in nature, mm-hmm. you could imagine where you just woke up and said, I don't care about that anymore. It's a terrifying feeling. It's also human. It's also normal. It mm-hmm. also happens to everyone. And women are willing to connect around that, willing to speak about that, willing to talk about it and notice it. And I think what you're saying here, those are the steps back to rediscovering those things. Mm -hmm. And it may be something different. You know, it doesn't mean because we loved gardening at one decade of our life that that's it forever. But you have to have that, that thing, that thing, right? Agreed. And it kind of takes me back to you know, what we were saying about um, empowering yourself to go or travel or do, yes. or, you know, do something your own yourself. And me even to speak to a personal note of that is that to tend to my fire, I just decided that I'm going to Argentina all by myself. Oh, good for on a you. Trip, right? Yeah. You know how scary that is yeah, for very me? I, international but, and I, yeah. 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 But the point is I'm walking the walk, yes. right? I'm doing the things yes. that not scare me and inspire me and empower me. And that fuels me. That tends to my fire, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, that I think that's the difference. People are always wondering how some people can be a certain age and seem very young and another person the same age seems very old. And I remember one of my instructors when I was probably in my mid-20s becoming a psychotherapist at Arizona State, she taught this wonderful uh, class about working with geriatric populations. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she said was that when we're little children, yes, we have physical health and physical energy, but what really keeps them bubbling is curiosity. curiosity. If you can keep curiosity your whole life, you stay young. And I think that's what gestalt is. That's what the work you and I do is Love all it. about is being so curious about another human being and what their life has been like and what their challenges have been and who they are and how they're operating in the world and curious the sun comes up this morning what's today going to be all about you know facing things facing finding your fire and for you it's argentina now and <laughs> whatever it is right somebody comes yeah. to the ranchlands retreat yeah. it's being willing to remain in curiosity Grassy. about our life right keeps you young for sure absolutely and i think that that's important and like i said women do put themselves low on the totem pole when it comes to, you know, that stuff or remembering that stuff. And then when you get there, you're in a community that really takes you in. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, you know, this is filling me up. I'm connecting. I, it's so rich and juicy and wonderful. I just, you wonder why you didn't do it before. That's the thing. Let's just keep going with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and every one of my practitioners are are experienced in and driven by creating a non-judgmental, mm-hmm. non-critical, mm-hmm. non-assaulting. You know, these are the these are the safest circles you could find yourself in. I often say it's like falling <laughs> backwards into a deep pile of feathers. Because you meet people and you find out we have a lot more in common than we are different. 
we have we have a lot of things that we can borrow from each other and benefit from each other with. So it's a fabulous experience, and and I know you are you got graduate of the year for a good reason, my friend. You're you're now proving it out again another year. So it's absolutely fabulous. I need to stop and thank Hope Through Horses for being a partial sponsor of our podcast. So before I ask Kelly what final words she has for us today, I do want to say if you can go to hopethroughhorses.com and check out who they are. They are a nonprofit 501c3 and they do so much good in the world. So hopethroughhorses.com. Kelly, I could talk to you forever. I love your creativity and the way you put things together and how you have all this stuff packaged because it's so authentically you. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a crazy person for people that are very authentic. And I love that you did your groups with seasons and you have your beautiful cozy room that <laughs> opens up and your horses that are so fabulous and your five steps and your retreats and just everything about you is so yummy. And I, I just know you do a fabulous job in the world. What would you like to say to our listeners? And they are all over the world. We actually have a wonderful group of horsemen in the Ukraine wow. that listen to my podcast regularly. And, and God save you guys. We are so happy that you get a chance when you get yeah. a chance to listen to us for sure. But all over the world, what would you like to say, my friend? Wow. I feel like that just, um, I'm a deer in the headlights. That's like starstruck. <laughs> Humbling, right? Humbling, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that the message, the important part of this work is to have people recognize the healing power of horses. I mean, truly their gift to the whole wide world, right? And that as a gestaltist, that I get to experience that healing with my clients and be part of that and see the wonder and the real deep healing that takes place and watch my horses be so proud of themselves and people leave totally different and uplifted and just the difference that it makes in their life mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. horses have made a profound difference in my life and the opportunity to share this, this equine gestalt mm -hmm. with people is really, I get teary eyed. It really touches my heart. And um, it really touches my yeah. heart. And the more people that know yeah. this and can do this or be part of this. Yeah. That's my hope. Anyway, that's my hope. Perfect. Well, I'm sure all our listeners heard your heart right through what you just <laughs> said. Please go to a wildomen.com. You can connect with Kelly on there, and she's happy to set up a time to speak by phone or over Zoom to meet you further. Grab that last Ranchlands retreat <laughs> spot if it's still available, and otherwise get get on one next year, right? Yeah. So that'd be great. And thank you for all that you shared today. I, oh, I so appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. I adore you. You know, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, that's it for this week. Please check out our store, untouchedbyhorse.com. We do have our anthologies on there. So if you want to know more about individual pieces of work, that's a great way to find out. And my book, What 
in the heck is gestalt gives you a good idea of what in the heck is this thing called gestalt that all these people are talking about. So we'd love to have you check that out as well. Thank you, everyone. And I'll be back next time with Dane, my sidekick. Am I his sidekick or is he my sidekick? I don't know. We'll have to ask him that on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.